When you are in a relationship, you wash together, have unprotected sex, eat after each other, drink out the same glass, kiss in the mouth, and sleep in the same bed. We do all these personal things together, so why when someone touches your phone, we say you are invading my personal privacy? Everything else that is super personal is cool except the phone. It's because 9 times out of 10, there's something in there that you are trying to hide. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason returns to KBLA Talk 1580 with another topic. It's this, this is a... I guess this is a fan-submitted topic. Now, remember yesterday I told you guys Sarah Jackson, who is the co-executive producer of my television show, gave me yesterday's topic, which featured my friend, comedian, actor, and thespian, Rodney Perry, along with Dr. Sunshine. She submitted another topic today, and this is it. Are you a re- or Are you dating a relationship detective? What? Let, 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 me, I, I, let me look at the questions here. Uh, in a relationship, does actual evidence matter? These are the questions that she came with. Uh, is the act of constant interrogation interfering with intimacy in your relationship? Wow. Never satisfied with the answers given. 1-800-920-1580. What's the difference between privacy and secrecy? Each partner deserves a certain level of privacy. But they don't deserve any secrecy. True or false? 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me. I want to hear your stories. You already know this is a non-judgmental space. The voice of reason is always on fire with the sauciest topics. Are you shining the magnifying glass on your partner to keep your top secrets safe? Do you trust them to keep your secrets safe? safe do you knowingly date a villain to finally capture the caper in other words my goodness this these questions are very interesting are you a this is interesting are you a dirty relationship cop do you keep tabs on your partner (laughs) are you your person are you your partner's personal private eye are they, are, are they insecure? Do they have to keep tabs on you? How does the presence of a relationship detective impact the trust and sense of security within a partnership? What, does the, uh, what are the potential consequences of consistently searching for evidence or, cu- or clues about your partner's actions and intentions in your relationship? 1-800-920-1580, you already know how I do. Is snooping a sign of trust issues and insecurity? Are you okay with your partner being who they are and what they are and how they are? Or for your sense of, you know, peace, your state of mind, do you have to keep tabs on them? What are the potential consequences of snooping on your partner? What if you get caught snooping? Are you going to acknowledge that you're a snooper? 1-800-920-1580. How does snooping, I already said that, is it possible to have a healthy relationship without 
complete transparency. I think um, for that question, I do believe that there's a certain level of privacy that each partner is entitled to. But as Dr. Jashana Johnson posed in her question, I forgot to give her credit for that. What's the difference between privacy and secrecy? I think they have a right to question you about your secrecy. Like, well, what's up with the secrets? Huh? Now, the privacy, you everybody deserves a certain level of privacy for sure. You know, and partners in healthy relationships tend to respect the boundaries that are established. Is it possible? I think it is to have a healthy relationship without complete transparency. I think sometimes because complete also, you know, infers absolutes. And I don't believe that absolutes are good for anything, in my opinion. Uh what are some alternative ways to address concerns or suspicions in a relationship? How does snooping affect the emotional well-being of both partners? What are the ethical implications of snooping on your partner? Is it ever justified to invade someone's privacy, your significant other's privacy in a relationship? When is it okay? Lord, what are some healthy boundaries to establish regarding privacy in intimate relationships? People in the chat room are already buzzing around this one. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is call me 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason about to get it started. I'm looking for callers. And of course, I'm going to break this whole thing down when I come forward. I think the key to a healthy relationship is obviously trust and if you trust someone you shouldn't have to, um, to snoop you should be able to have an open face-to-face -face conversation and secondly I just think it's really important to respect someone's privacy I don't think you need to I think sometimes when you look you could take things out of context that might be innocent and a phone is a place of work it's a place where you talk about things with your friends and I think it's also... Phone's not just a place of work, though, is it, Ashley? I mean, a phone can be all sorts of no, things. But, I mean, but my point is, it's, ev it's everything. And I think once you start to snoop, you, you find things that might be innocent, completely taken out of context. And we all know what happens on, like, the friend's WhatsApp. It might be that someone shares a picture of someone that they've met online and you want to, like, encourage them. So you're like, wow, he's so hot, or whatever it might be. And then if someone's insecure and they're looking for things, they might take that and internalise it. And I think as well it shows a lack of respect for yourself if you if you, you feel maybe that you're not worth it or you're insecure. We're all, in, like, we all have different insecurities okay. and that's fine, but I just think it face-to-face conversation. So -face trust, conversation. trust and respect, Anilia, but also, as Ashley's saying, respect mm. for yourself as well, that if you feel like you need to snoop then maybe you don't have enough respect for your own self-worth. Well, I, me and my partner, me and my husband look down each other's phones and looking is different to snooping. How was this looking, established? Hold on. How did you establish with your husband that you were going to share? Was it... Was, so, so one of our relationship, our marriage values is to be um, honest and open with each yeah. other. So that means that we're fine sharing information. Yeah. And so that means that, you know, if I look down his phone, the chances are I already know what he's said to me and it's going to be on his phone and whatever. So that's fine. But I think snooping is the intention of finding something that you think you're partner is hiding. You're going on a hunch, aren't you? Mostly exactly. people are snooping because they feel something's wrong. Exactly. And, and they I want think... to either put them put their mind at rest. And I think that's absolutely fine. And I think that actually if you 
are suspicious or maybe you're concerned because it might not be out of suspicion or you think your partner's lying about something, they might be hiding something. It could be a health issue. It could be a concern about the kids. It could be anything. I think you should snoop because it's better to find out for yourself and just have like peace of mind. Or it could be that you find something and you're like, well, actually, I knew if they were hiding that if, and that's good if, that you found it. If I was with someone who read my phone, I'd, I feel like it would doom the relationship because I'd be so offended. Ooh, he might be hiding an illness. <laughs> I guess she, she said, I'm, I'm a snoop. 1-800-9-20-15-80. The voice of reason has come full circle. Hey, this is deep. Snooping within a romantic relationship. The act of secretly investigating a partner's actions or intentions is a behavior that can ra uh, raise profound questions about the presence of trust issues or underlining insecurity in this essay right well this ain't an essay this is a show in this show we're gonna try to delve right into the complex nature of snooping to decipher whether it stems from the issues of trust or is it rooted in insecurity 1-800-9-2015-80 i want to know i want to know at its core trust is the belief in the reliability, truthfulness, and dependability of another person. In relationship, trust serves as the cornerstone upon which emotional intimacy and security are built. When trust issues exist, individuals may doubt their partner's words, actions, or intentions, and oftentimes they will seek external validation or evidence to confirm or alleviate their suspicions. 1-800-920-1-800-920-1580. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Insecurity, on the other hand, revolves around a lack of self-assuredness or self-esteem. It often manifests as feelings of inadequacy, fear of rejection, or doubts about one's self-worth. Insecurity can lead to individuals questioning whether they are truly deserving of their partner's love and commitment. Now, as a result, they may resort to snooping in an attempt to gain reassurance or bolster self-esteem. Wow. Andy. Andy looked like... Andy looks flustered no. he, he looks bothered because that clip was very interesting wasn't it it was very interesting but i mean you know we kind of know about this i mean it's, it's a topic that that's discussed often over the years especially you know with cell phones popping off but i was just curious and i know i know the there's a target on you know snooping um on someone's phone your partner's phone but i'm curious to know does this um does this also talk about like, you know, when you bring your significant other over or, you know, somebody that you're dating over to the crib with her, you know, sneaking in your medicine cabinet, you know what I'm saying? Going through your drawers, oh. that type. Does, does that add on to tonight's topic or are we just specifying, you know, the cell phone snooping? That's that's like that's like espionage. This, if you bring somebody to your house and they start planting items. Wait, wait, we'll, we'll clarify it then, Andy. <laughs> no, no, not planning items, but, uh, you know, just op opening your, your medicine cabinet, you know, looking right. through your stuff. Well, it depends on the relationship. Like, if you if, if it's with a person that you consider your person, then your space should be open for them, right? But if it's a person and it's, like, 
a superficial connection or something like that, then maybe not. No. But if this is your person, they should have free reign at the crib, in my opinion. Like somebody you have vetted, somebody you care about, somebody you love, somebody you want a future with, somebody you're building with. Come on. If you got that kind of person and you like what you doing in my medicine cabinet, that's going to create problems in that relationship. They're going to be like, OK, this he might not be the one we this might not be what I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Listen, outside of my family and like my spirit team, it's rare that people get in my house. If you in my house as a love interest, you know, that I care about, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a little different. That's a little different in my opinion. All right. Snooping as a coping mechanism. Snooping often emerges as a misguided coping mechanism to address trust issues or insecurities. When individuals experience doubt or fear in a relationship, they may resort to snooping as a means of seeking certainty or control over an otherwise uncertain situation. This behavior can provide a false sense of security, albeit temporary. Temporary, by seemingly confirming or dispelling their doubts. They're going to have more. They're, the doubts are going to come back. You know what I mean? Like, like for instance, like I, I, you got to be somebody that's been in my life a, a while, long time, if you're going to even get close to my front door. Like, I got to know you know you if, if you're going to get close to the front door. That's just me. Now... Like, like, like Andy, he brought up a great point. Uh, if you're in the house, then that's something different. If it's somebody that I care about at a deep level, I, I don't think going in my med medicine cabinet is considered, you know, snooping. But, you know, that phone situation for a lot of people is different. Andy, would you allow your woman to go through your phone? Mm. Yes, I would. There we go. Back in the day? Hell no. Nah. Really? I mean, like, not my current situation, but like 15 years ago, I'd be like, nah, I don't know about all that. No, nah, I, I would let my girl go through my phone. I would. I mean, she's, if your girl is your girl, you know what's happening? <laughs> I think sometimes, you know what it is? Men are a little lazy. And, <laughs> what do you mean? Let me just say, we're a little lazy and, and, <laughs> What do you mean, cleaning up your phone? Yeah, we're a little lazy about that. Let's just be honest. Let's be trans. Come on, Andy. You know, Andy in here laughing, clapping his head. Listen, we're a little transparent. I mean, we're a little lazy. And we 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 don't clean up stuff. Like, women clean up everything. A woman would be like, here, take my phone. <laughs> Guys, let's let's go back to this other point, Andy. Tell me I'm lying. And we're visual. So if we got anything, you know, any nudes or anything from anybody, we're probably going to keep it because we're going to revisit it. Tell the truth, Andy. So we can't, we can't even like a pic, though. What's up with that heart right there? I'm just, I like the picture. <laughs> Look, who is this? Man, it's just a homegirl. Fully clothed. When I had a girlfriend months ago, you know what they told me? <laughs> 
What? My man is out here liking everybody's pics on Instagram. <laughs> it's real talk. Real talk. There are destructive consequences, my friends. Snooping can have destructive consequences for a relationship. It erodes trust. It damages personal boundaries and it creates a climate of secrecy and mistrust. The partner being investigated may feel violated and resentful while the snoopers insecurities often persist or worsen due to the lack of genuine reassurance. Now. In my in my girl's defense. She's not insecure, you know, but she brought it to my attention like, sir, <laughs> listen, the phone lines are open. I'm going to go to uh, Dallas, Texas in a second because I want to. I already know my brother, my brother is on the line. He wants to talk about it. OK, Andy, this must this, <laughs> this topic triggers Andy. Nah, tonight. It doesn't trigger me at all. It's just funny because this discussion pops up all the time. It's been like this for the past 20 years or whatnot but like i always just remember back in the day when cats used to have uh, photo albums and stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like what what would be the difference for me like you know going to whoever's house mm-hmm. and they could have you know a photo album hey check out my photo album right mm-hmm. Bro, i like this pig i like that pig i like this pig right same thing as instagram facebook x mm-hmm. right uh is it still different you go to your friend house though well, Instagram has nudity. Okay. Yes. Come on, Andy. Instagram's a little bit more racier than the family photo album. I get it. But all I'm saying is, like, sometimes it's an issue when, you know, uh, the opposite sex could actually be dressed, you know, to the T. Covered up. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, listen. Men on are, a model tip, we like to pick. Like, men oh, and women, But men and women are a little bit alike in the sense that we are territorial. Now, let's not act like you not territorial. If the shoe was put on the other foot Absolutely, and a gang of people are liking your girl's pics. I'm questioning them. Like, who is this? Okay, then. I'm it, all up in the likes. We, like. <laughs> yeah, we can't have the double standard, right? Facts. All right, then. There it is. True Bonger from Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my brother. <laughs> What's up, man? Talk to me. Oh, man. Uh this whole snooping around stuff it was happening way before cell phones and the internet and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the root of it, a lot of it is insecurity. Sure. They always want to be all up in somebody else's business. I'm like, if they're doing something, it's going to come out regardless. You really don't have to go digging for it because eventually that person's going to tell them themselves. Mm, that's true. I mean, you know, you're going to do so much to cover up your tracks. Eventually, you're going to get caught. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, women might be a little bit better at covering up stuff, but it's the same. it applies the same. If you're doing something foul, you eventually going to tell on yourself. Then you just have to deal with it when it happens. Oh, Lord. Hey, true. Stay with me. I want to carry you over. When we come forward, more from Dallas, Texas. He telling the truth tonight. Let's get it. Yeah. The voice of reason ready, is live, get ready, get ready, man. Get ready. You hear that voice of reason drop. That man said, I got to call Zoe. 
the voice of reason is back in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, we on fire tonight. Tonight's topic, are you dating a relationship detective? A deeper look at the private eye in your bed. Unfortunately, the act of snooping within a relationship can indeed be indicative of both trust issues and insecurities. The key to addressing this behavior lies in recognizing its underlying causes, fostering open communication, and jointly working towards building trust and security within the partnership. When couples address these complex issues, right, with empathy and commitment... They can embark on a path of healing and growth, ultimately strengthening their bond and creating a more harmonious and loving relationship. That's easier said than done because insecurity, I would say your insecurity is not your partner's problem. 1-800-9-2015-80. Here goes the callers. Let's get Truemonger back in here so we can get his final thoughts. Yes, sir. Um, especially with this whole social media stuff. I think a lot of people like to snoop through that because they, they want to think they're being compared to somebody else. Mm. They want to see what kind of stuff you're liking and see, oh, is that what he's into or that what she's into? Mm-hmm. How can I get his attention away from that back on to me? Do I need to act like that, dress like that, do get enhancements or whatever? Mm. That's Again, that's another level of insecurity mm-hmm. because... If you and your partner really know each other, you're not thinking about that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you're too fo- you're focused on yourself. Yeah, you be on the social media. Oh yeah, you can look at this person here and say, oh yeah. But let me ask you this: If everybody mm-hmm. is a work in progress, everybody is a whip, including myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Shouldn't it isn't a little bit of curiosity healthy? It, like checking in a little bit of detectiveness, right? Isn't that healthy? Just a little bit of that because everybody's a work in progress and everybody falls down. Everybody makes mistakes. Shouldn't you be a little cautious, a little curious, a little skeptical about your partner? Talk to me. Yeah, to a degree, I guess. Um, start with the communication first. Don't just go creeping around looking for stuff. <laughs> Talk to each other first. Because some people will take that, that lurking, that snooping, that being a magnum PI, they'll take it too far. <laughs> then they mess around and ruin the relationship before it really even gets started. Should you run a background check on your partner? Nowadays, yeah. It mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt. That's why I said, like, everybody's whipping progress. You don't know who you're getting. So at some point, the background check got to come in. We talked about this with... You know, the person you bringing in around your kids, that episode, that show. Last week, mm-hmm. we talked about that. So what does yep. that apply for people who you don't think? Because how do you differentiate between somebody you don't think is dangerous to your kids or dangerous to yourself and someone you do? Like, you, you would justify going to do that if you brought somebody around your kids and say, I need to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do that just for yourself? Talk to me. It's tough because you would think ideally you wouldn't have to do that. You think you'd be able to vet the personnel and they would be honest with you, but people like to lie. So people it, like it, to lie. Way, That's heavy. Yeah, they in a way kind of force you to have to dig people. Because if they're not gonna if they're not gonna bother to be honest with you, it's already a red flag. Wow. That's deep. True monger just brought Dallas, Texas in the building. 
Where is Los Angeles? Get in here. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the deal. All you got to do is pick up the phone, talk to me. This is a non-judgmental space. I want to hear your thoughts. True Monger talked about communication. He's 100% right. Communication is key. Partners must engage in open dialogue about their feelings, about their boundaries, about their needs, about their expectations. This transparency enables each person to understand their partner's limits and preferences, paving the way for respectful coexistence. If you notice, a lot of healthy relationships do a lot of talking. And there's a lot of empathy. Right. And it's about understanding each other's needs, wants, boundaries. And this is how they build the foundation of the relationship. Many times when you jump into a relationship without a plan, without, and when I say without a plan, I'm saying being able to articulate that plan, being able to sit down and have a conversation that isn't aggressive, that isn't combative, that isn't competitive. You guys can sit down and say, hey, this is what triggers me. This is what I'm about. These are my boundaries. This is me in a nutshell. Now, I will get better, so don't expect me to remain this, but this is where I am today. Now, where are you at? And when couples engage in those type of conversations, I think they have a better chance of creating realistic boundaries that each person can respect. Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia, get in here! Yay. What up, though? What up? Man, nah, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yes, sir. You, but, uh, you've been incog. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So talk I to really, me. I really, man, I, I barely got anything because, I mean, it's, it's best to just mind your own business. I mean, but what if half the time if you got... But, what, huh? but I was going to say, what if you're in a committed relationship with somebody? Your business is really partly their business, too. Part of it is. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Your partner is your business. That's what I'm saying. And what if they? You feel me? What if they're a little bit of a detective? Well, then that's what you. You know, then you might as well be running the precinct or something. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all position. Like, okay, you could delegate that task. You want to? <laughs> I'm gonna put your skill set to use. Wow. Wow. <laughs> put your. Or you'll sk- catch this pink slip. <laughs> Put your skill set to use for us. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> let's let, let's open up a business so you can use these skills. Just don't use Man, them on me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but at the same time, even on that don't use it on me part, it's like, again, if you were, uh, for example, some women are really, really adept in terms of research. Mm. Right? So it's like, especially when you're in position to want to cultivate greatness for one another as a man, you say, Hey, well, look into this business plan I got, or this is the email that I can't, or, you know, this just came my way. What do you think about this? What, you know, keep someone involved. And I think even that, as long as you, you know, you're not hiding or playing games with your level of involvement, with your partner in your relationship, then it's pretty much, it's all fair. It's all necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you want to bring the best out of them, but don't let it go, you know, too far. If people are probing for something, 10, ten times out of nine is what I say. Like <laughs> they didn't already found what they're looking for. 
Now they want you to own up to it. Yeah, if, if that or confirm that they foolish. Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> so it's just like that because some, sometimes your perspective can lead you astray. Mm. The whole point about being with someone is to commune, you know, like be involved and have those conversations um, to lean into it, I say. But it is tricky if you're dealing with people that would rather lie than, than own truth. But I feel like that can be, say, alleviated if your foundation is built upon raw truth, transparency, you know, compassion, and the whole nine up front. Like, you you kind of learn the language to speak with one another. You learn one another's patterns or mm-hmm. what have you. So if you invest or say, yeah, investigate or you invest that type of time and energy up front and use all of that to solidify your bond your your business, your company, what have you, then you can use everything that you found together to y'all's benefit in the future. Your your girl could be like your gatekeeper. Mm. That's kind of the position that I that I do. Because again, you pick the right partner. They can help weed out a lot of different things that don't belong in y'all's mix. So do I me mean, a favor. I got a question for you and, and I want you to answer it on the other side. And this is the question. Yeah, so. Is privacy and secrecy opposite sides of the same coin when we come forward nazarene x will tackle that question if a healthy person doesn't trust someone they don't say give me access to everything Mm. Mm. give me all of your logins they say i'm having real issues here going into this relationship because i don't trust you What is our special question of the day that that we're going to answer? Well, Christina sent something in which I... Where did she send that, Audrey? She sent it at podcast at matthewhussey.com. And this is our segment called Q and Audrey. (laughs) Yeah, Everyone, if you could pitch in and let us know what you think we should call this little segment where Audrey reads a question from the audience. Uh, The front runner right now is Q and Audrey. Mm, Yes. Let's see if we can come up with different options. It's not bad, though. (laughs) Q and Audrey. Christina wrote in and said, Hi, I really like this guy and we've dated off and on for about a year, but I wasn't ready for a relationship at first since I had just got out of a three-year relationship and wanted some time to myself. I'm now ready to date this guy and he has some trust issues with me and what we've been through previously. For example, my ex calling and liking my pictures on Instagram. He wanted to look through my phone recently And I said, no, he said in order to trust me, he would need my login info for my Instagram and Gmail in order to trust me again. Wow. I feel like this is. No, 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 no. To me, that's insecurity off rip right off the top. Nazarene X, what do you think? Jesus, what? Man, it just makes sense. Uh, I, I I think, especially to your question earlier, that, that was really, really good. And it came to me like, as far as secrecy and privacy being opposite sides of the same coin, I would say that that coin is actually vulnerability. Mm, so there's this space where we flipping in and out of that. And I, it also 
kind of made me consider the word to confide. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's inbuilt like that for a reason, but it's like when you confiding with someone or is it confiding into someone, it's like you confidently hiding in that person. It's like y'all have your own world. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be able to amid our doings or everyone else, like our outside relationships, family, business, and so forth, but your personal, your intimate circle, that's where you create that safe haven where you do kind of actively hide that aspect of your life and you can share that with your partner. But maybe sometimes where that aspect of being able to be confident in one another you know, to be on the same side, to have one another's best interest at heart, what have you. Maybe that's where things kind of flip in and out where it's like, well, I can't reveal this to you. I'd rather keep this a secret. Mm. And that's where I think um, division can come. Mm -hmm. I I eat all of the insecurities and the whole nine, but one of the cures for me, I understand how people can be, say, uh, less than predisposed to be confrontational, but I believe it's always in our best interest to at least uh, try to bridge that gap versus biting our own tongue. I'm a big proponent of using your voice while you got it. Man. So even if that's to say, like, I'm scared, then you need to say that. Mm. I Uh, like that. I like that, brother. Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia is in the building because of you, brother. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Let's zip. Right over to Houston, Texas. Atala back in the building. Atala, what are your thoughts? Uncle Zoe. Hey, how are you? <laughs> um, so snooping is an absolute no. However, I feel like I function as a detective, but in a different way. So I'm not going to go through your phone or nothing like that. I'm more so a detective at the beginning. Like, I kind of want to know things about the people that I'm dealing with, friends or not. Um, but I've never had to do that. Like, I've always been pretty chill. And if anything, it's caused the opposite to happen, where now the person is snooping on me. So, I don't know. I think if you're having insecurity issues, obviously that's the issue within yourself that you need to resolve. And if you're focused more on your self-work, then you won't be so outwardly focused. Mm, I love that. I, I, I love that. But do you think a tremendous amount of fear accompanies us into our relationships and that causes us to be so worried and so concerned that we might be pushed to do something like snoop or become a detective to track down our partner because we might feel like we they might reject us they might leave us they might be working on something better than us do you feel like because fear walks into the relationship with us that we're basically all of us are prone to doing stuff like this. Talk to me. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, I mean, you can feel the fear, but you still go forward, Mm. right? Like if you're having those conversations and making sure that it's a safe space, because I think sometimes that's also part of the fear. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're in a situation where you're not safe, yeah. Sorry? No, no, I'm listening. You you and Nazarene are on fire. So go, go ahead. I'm listening. Well, no, I was just, just going to say, I mean, I think some of these issues come about because we know we're not in a safe space. And so instead of addressing that, we make them the issue. Wow. That's heavy. Atala, you know what you just did, right? 
What did you do? What I do? I don't know. What did I do? <laughs> you brought Houston, Texas in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Now, we've got the author of this topic. But I want to save her until the top, the top hour here, the top of the hour, top of the uh, hour number two, which is right around the corner. Again, remember this, though. Remember this. Respect individuality. Recognizing and respecting each other's individuality is crucial in a relationship. It is essential to, uh, to understand that healthy boundaries do not uh, imply emotional detachment. Instead, they provide self-awareness and autonomy, enriching uh, the partnership with diverse perspectives and experiences. We must respect each other's individuality. Now, in respecting each other's individuality, there's a piece of privacy that goes to your partner. I'm not entitled to everything about you. You're not entitled to everything about me. However, as our bond deepens, we tend to open up through what I uh, what is known as um, uh, reciprocity, right? Mutual reciprocity. I share, you share, disclosure reciprocity. We tend to open up. That's a natural thing, but you got to let it happen naturally. You can't go snoop for it. When we come forward, our number two. We got a lot to talk about. Whether you are in a relationship or not, I think everyone at some point has either checked their spouse's phone or has been tempted. And more than discussing if it's okay to go through your spouse's phone, which we will, I want to get into the why of it all. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I want us to leave here feeling we have an understanding of where the root of this behavior is coming from. Because let's be real. There's a reason why we get tempted to check our significant other's phone. But here's what I want you to understand. This is not about who's right or wrong, nor is it about whether your relationship is good or bad. This is about understanding why it's happening and seeing if we can expand the scope a bit. Okay, so let's get into some of the reasons I've gotten by the hundreds of ladies that I've talked to. The first reason they check their spouse's phone is past relationship betrayals, either from a current spouse or an ex that has left them feeling scarred and unable to fully trust again. The second reason, a change of behavior from their spouse causing them to question what's changed. The third reason, and this is the most common one I get, and it's my favorite. I should be able to check their phone because they should have nothing to hide. <laughs> All these reasons, although valid and hold truth, still tells us one thing. We don't trust ourselves. <gasps> what? <laughs> Wouldn't it mean we don't trust our spouse? Sure, but here's the thing. In order for us to truly trust others, we would need to trust in who we are and the decisions and choices we make. After all, being in a relationship is a choice. A choice we actively participate in. And since relationships are built off trust, I mean, you hear this all the time, right? How fulfilling would our intimate relationships be if we didn't trust the person we picked? Girl. And if you're still going back to the argument that you don't <laughs> trust, that you trust your spouse, but you still check their phone because <laughs> they should have nothing to hide. 
We need to get real and tell the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR hour number two, we on fire tonight. Andy doesn't like it. And when Andy reaches for them headphones, you already know. Andy, what are your thoughts? I didn't dislike it or anything. It just, uh, you know, sparked something in me and just had me think like, you know what? I think it's an ego thing as well, too. Mm. Or at least when I used to do it back in the day, Mm -hmm. it was an ego thing. I just for me, I didn't want the thought of 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 whoever I was talking to at the time to even entertain somebody, even if the conversation was, you know, surface level conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was just like, I want to be the only one that you talk to, even though I know that's unrealistic. Oh, so I'm not crazy. Nah. I be thinking like that too. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I'm listening. Even though I know that's like that's not, you know, realistic. It was just it's an ego thing for me. I want to be the only one that you talk to. I want to be the only one that you confide in, and that's it. Mm. And if I saw any of that, it would make me feel 100% insecure, even if it was just surface level conversation. Even if it wasn't that deep. Even if they weren't flirting. Mm. I would I would definitely have my spider senses on and I might be, you know, I might not confront her, but, you know, I'm paying attention. And if yeah. I ever meet whoever this individual is, I, I definitely got my eyes on this person. <laughs> I'm going to keep it cordial. I'm going to keep it smooth. I'm going to keep it copacetic. Come on, Los Angeles. Step in me? here, L.A., that whole L.A. vibe. But, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, <laughs> but, but if I see something just, you know, you, you y'all were staring at each other a little bit too long. Mm. what's up with that but yeah it's an ego thing no i got you andy i i appreciate the insight ladies and gentlemen let's get her in here sarah without the h los angeles california our first los angeles caller welcome in oh lord hello (laughs) now you created this topic what do you think about tonight's callers and the way it was set up what are your thoughts on dating a detective I, first of all, I love, first of all, Texas is representing on the phone tonight, first of all, because I live in L.A. now. But, of course, I'm from Tejas as well. So, oh, my God. Houston in the building. building. All right, Houston. <laughs> don't cuss, Sarah. Remember now, don't I'm cuss. I'm not going to cuss. Lord, Jesus. Right. I ain't going to cuss. All right, good. Okay. And, okay, now, one, when I was thinking about this subject, I was actually thinking out about a certain type of detective. Because if anybody watches our fans of the show Law & Order, SVU, mm-hmm. you have uh, you have Olivia Benson, who's the captain and stuff like that. But there's also he started off as Detective Carisi. Now, De- Detective Carisi would always do not one, but he would always do too much. Okay, <laughs> he always wanted to see the cases, go to the court, um, because he was in law school. Mm-hmm. And some people you're getting in their transitional training. Because they're starting off as a detective in your relationship, but then they're gonna become a lawyer and try to prosecute your ass a little Ooh. later. Oh, excuse me, yourself. You're not. Oh, I said, Lord Jesus, I said it again. I knew you I were cussed, though. I, I knew. I'm know. sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's, it's it is very disheartening because a lot of times people decide to take this particular relationship profession up as a detective, but they don't really quite have the skills to make the police force in it. So there you have Paul Bart. You got the security guard that don't even have a license to carry. Right. But he is about they about to flashlight your life up. Oh wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. And you thought of all of this and said, I'ma send this to Zoe. <laughs> I'ma you know what? 
what? <laughs> Who understands my crazy here in L.A.? No. <laughs> Sarah, let me just say this. We appreciate you cultivating this topic for us tonight. I think it's an amazing topic. And you're spot oh, on. Yeah. You're spot on. Thank you so much for the call. She brought Los Angeles in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at uh, 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, I'm going to Cincinnati, Ohio, and Kansas City, Missouri. We got a lot to talk about. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am here with the Wonder Woman herself, Lisa Bilyeu. What is up, homie? You ready to rock? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're talking about trust today? We are. We finna? There are, what are three ways I can determine whether or not I can trust my partner? What are some questions I can ask them to get a better understanding of how trustworthy they are earlier in the relationships? Relationship. Ooh. So one, if you're already in a relationship with somebody and you don't know if you can trust them, that's a very bad sign. I don't know though if it's that they don't trust themselves to assess, mm -hmm. if they don't have the, the ability to like read people, because trust is all a vibe check for me. It's the way questions are answered. It's not the question that you ask. Mm. It's how people are. Are they acting suspiciously? And by the way, like if somebody was doing something weird, I'd just be like, that seems really weird. Just out of curiosity, why are you trying to hide your phone? Like, uh, why do you turn your back to me? Why'd you, whatever. I would so just address it directly. you do that and I'm just yeah. like, oh, you're being silly and I blow it off. I'd be like, wow, that's really interesting. It's entirely possible that it's me and I really need to do the work to figure out why I'm feeling uneasy, but I'm feeling uneasy. And then, like, if they were like, oh, you're just being crazy, I would let it go and just chalk it up. Ladies and gentlemen, the VORs come full circle. After coming forward, we got callers from all over the country. Let's get them in. Who's been on the longest? Deborah, Cincinnati. Get in here. Mr. Zoe, I was just joking. It's me and Zinga. It's who? I was joking. I thought Andy would go catch it. It's in Zinga. I thought Andy, he paused oh, for a Lord. second. And he was like, if she want to play, let her And <laughs> Zinga, get in here. Deborah from Cincinnati, hey, Ohio. Talk to us. <laughs> Lord so, have mercy. Think, Reindeer games. Let's go. <laughs> listen, I think like when people snoop, sometimes it's insecurity, but I think a lot of times it could be guilt. Hmm. You know, they're making sure that their person isn't doing something. Because, you know, when you're doing something, you always kind of got to look over your shoulder. And, you know, you have those paranoid, to me, it reads paranoid more than insecure. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, I don't, like, I'm the only child, so I didn't grow up with a lot of people. So I need a certain amount of freedom. I need you to, like, uh loosen the leash i guess so to speak or you know you don't have to hover because i'm going to give you the same latitude mm -hmm. I, I think people deserve that i mean we're adults no i and, like you know that. when you leave your mom's you leave your mother's house they're checking over you and checking your mail and stuff like that you gotta i think if you give a person enough rope they're gonna hang themselves mm. you don't need to you don't need to really do all that i mean unless somebody's really like giving you a reason and you're but even though, like, are you in a relationship to be snooping and looking for signs? Or are you in there to grow and enjoy each other? I mean, mm, got you it. know, got what it. are you in the relationship for? What are you here for? I like that. Hey, that's what I, 
Deborah oh, from Cincinnati, we appreciate the call. <laughs> Thank you so Bye, much y'all. for calling in. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do, you know the routine. Just call me, 1-800-920-1580. Again, consent and agreement. Boundaries should be established through mutual consent and agreement. Both partners should actively participate in defining the boundaries that feel comfortable and safe for them. This collaborative approach fosters trust and ensures that each person's needs are being acknowledged. This is important. Then you got to remember adaptability because sometimes when we build a wall, a.k.a. a boundary, it's not adaptable. It's not scalable. It's not uh, pliable. It doesn't it's not flexible, you know, because when you build a wall in one moment of your life, please understand that you keep growing. So you might have to go back to that wall and adjust it. You might have to tear that boundary down and, and rebuild a better one. Right. Maybe you got better uh, 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 ingredients. Maybe you got better tools. Maybe you got better materials. So adaptability is key as the relationship evolves. Show. So should the boundaries. Uh, What uh, may have felt comfortable in the early stages of a partnership may change over time. Couples must remain flexible and willing to reassess and adapt their boundaries to accommodate growth and new experiences. And then throughout this entire process, empathy and support. Empathy plays a pivotal role in understanding each other's boundaries. Partners should strive to see the world from their loved one's perspective easier said than done but you should strive to do it which could foster a deeper emotional connection and could build more trust Uh, providing emotional support and reassurance when boundaries are challenged can also strengthen the relationship as well as far as uh, everything is open sometimes things should be closed and they should be respected for being closed thus the difference between privacy and secrecy there is certain things there are certain things that are off limits even to you now in the case of an emergency then maybe they're not off limits but i deserve to have my own little world within our own little world 1-800-920-1580 we got callers from all over the place let's get them in here brother nevis brother nevis Boy, you got one of them down south old time. My uncle named Nevis. Going to the going back to the to the water cooler, boy, and get me a beer. Get me a brewski. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Uncle Nevis. Get in here, Unc. Reach on, reach on in there and get you a cold soda out of there. Yeah, get you a little pop, man. Go get you a pop out of there. You get me a brewski and you get yeah. a pop. Yes. Talk to me, Nevis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, first off, you know, I, I put a spell on you back then, but now you want to kick in the door, wave in the 4 4. Hey, you saw that. <laughs> That's why I played that. Come on, the double yes, entendre. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Speaking on what you was just saying, I mean, it's like coming into a relationship, you don't know how much of the territorialness you bring in. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I met her and she was all fancy, up and she had the booty out and all that and that's how she got me 
don't try to change her now that you got her and have her all, you know, pricked and prim and, you know, try to be straight laced now. Well, that's how she got you. Don't change her now. Mm. You know what I mean? Don't try to change her now. It's the same thing for them. Mm. You know, I had one because I like to keep myself upright and looking good. She was always coming behind me thinking something was going on, you know? Mm. So it's, um, it goes both ways when it comes to how overprotective or how territorial your mate is, you know? Right. And then if she came right. from a relationship where she was always chasing the dude down, catching him with women, and she felt like that that was the norm, of course she's going to act that out on you coming into a new situation. So, you know, there's boundaries of things that must be respected. And those get revealed over time as you learn the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Brother Nevis. Yeah. Brother Nevis, Kansas City will never be the same without you, brother. We appreciate the call, man. You brought Kansas City in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know how you do it. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The phone lines are cracking. I want to get everybody in here right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Diana from Los Angeles. Get in here, L.A. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. Thank you so much for Yes, yes, we can hear you. Talk to us, Diana. Great. Well, I've been in a relationship with the topic earlier. I've been in a relationship for 17 years, married for 14, and celibate for about 17 years. And so I would never, ever have expected my husband um, to have anything funny going on. But just to a random situation, one time after probably a decade... Um, I looked through his phone, and I'm noticing he's sending a lot of um, picture message, picture texts with hearts, flower, butterflies, like all major holidays, happy Halloween, happy whatever, with hearts and anything. So I start getting suspicious, and much later on, realize he was catfished. And I mean, that's a nice way of saying that he ended up seeing a girl and went on and on. So I do believe that in a relationship, nobody's ever 100% that you know of. Mm. So I, I think it doesn't hurt to check the text message or whatever, maybe once a year. And if you see something funny going on, then that's how you know. Otherwise, you'll be so naive and not know anything is going on because you're just too naive to even check. Mm, so what made you check? What made you say, you know, I'm going to check this phone? Uh, I don't know. I think just like maybe he was in the showers, the phone is there, and I just kind of pick it up, and then like, oh, what has he been up to? And you start noticing, like, why is all these, like, text messages, you know, like those it's not picture, but they're like text and ended up drawing like a heart messages to all these different people. So you're like, okay, I guess he's really lonely, so it's okay. And then you look on the phone under photos, they have a thing like most frequent photo or favorite photos. And you're looking at all these different girls. You're like, what? And if you ever meet a guy, 
you know, you never think he's a player. So can I can I ask you this, Diana? Were these girls in the real world or girls in no. the cyber world? Cyber world. But then I think what happened is he started having all these conversations. He kind of got into like I don't know that YouTube thing, very famous, like to help you fall asleep, ASMR. Yes. So I guess he started like start chatting with people regards to ASMR. And then, so those are all virtual people. I don't know if he met up with any of them, but what happened is he used to be in a retail space, and I guess one of the girls started, like, wanting to get free stuff, so started visiting, like, every other day. Mm. And he would just give them free stuff every other day. And then before you know it, he becomes a person's free Uber, like not going to work, just driving this person, you know, over the place because this person didn't really have a permanent home, had a job and no car. So that, per you know, so it just, I think you get, you get trained in the virtual world. And then when there's a real life human being, it becomes easier. Nah, I think it's I a progression. I'm not mad at you. You you had an uh, an inclination, a presage to check his phone. Now, I I will ask the question. I will ask the question. Did you overstep his privacy boundary by satiating your presage, your urge to want to look at his phone? Did you cross a line? I was say no because that is a big question i mean it's an excellent question right it's a fine balance between privacy and things and secrecy so right I say no because i think maybe the first time it happened it's like i think maybe he was in the shower the phone was like there and the phone rang so it was like oh i want to pick it up to see if you know they want to answer it and I don't know. And then I think one of the texts, you know how when you get text alerts, it comes through, and then you just see something funny on there, right? And then what, that's what led you to even look at the full text message. Mm. You looked at the full text message. You opened up the phone like, wow, let's see. Right. Like the phone is ringing. He's in the shower, right? So then you're like, oh, you want to get this? Like, who is it? I don't know. Pick up the phone. Okay, it's blah, 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 right? And then I, you know, probably they didn't, they didn't, you know, it's like, oh, we'll just call them back. But then as you hang up the phone, you see the text alerts coming through. They pop up. And the pop up is like, it's got funny messages. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wish you... You know what I mean? Like something. Well, funny, I, I like will say this, Diana. This is an, uh, uh, a no judgment zone. And I really appreciate the fact that you shared that you snooped on your partner. And that, you know, there's no judgment. You had a feeling. Now, once you saw what you saw, did it confirm what you already thought was going on? No, because that was uh, like year one, two. Year three, or I don't know, five, was when a human being occurred. So those things, I never confronted the person about. Like, I was just like, okay, they're bored. They, need, you know, they have some friends or a buddy. 
whatever. I don't think I said anything for the first, like, not the, you know, like, when I found out. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Diana. Hold on. You got to stay with us, and then we're going to wrap your final thought when we come forward. My goodness. She is not acknowledging that she crossed the boundary. But we're going to talk to her when we come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. Man, we in here having a good old time. Tonight's topic is on fire, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Are you dating a relationship detective, man? Very heavy stuff. We got callers all over the place. Let's get Diana. Your final thought. Talk to me. Uh, thank you for the advice. Mm-hmm. For your input. Mm-hmm. That's all you got. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for my info. Okay, well, thank you, Diana. You brought Los Angeles in the building. We appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's keep these callers rolling. Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida, get in here. Let's talk. Hey, Zoe. Hey, everyone. Hey, how are you? What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Let's go. We got to roll. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Well, I can say that um, I've never really snooped. But I think Diana's call was very, very timely for me because I think Andy or you, y'all were talking about liking people's, you know, women's posts, something about nudes. And so I had this experience. I don't think we said we like nudes. It's just we like posts. Okay, okay. Okay. Like I told Andy. (laughs) I asked Andy. Okay, he said the same thing. All right, we'll play it all back. Um, But anyway. (laughs) Come uh, uh, Mimi, get in here and say what you need to say now. <laughs> okay. My friend's ex sent me a nude picture of himself, and he was very oh, wow. well endowed. Uh, I saved everything, the picture, the text, and I want to know, this is a serious question, why do men, some but not all, do that? I don't know. That sounds like an alien. I ain't never heard of anything like that before. I, I'm sorry you 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 endured uh, such a terrible act. I, what on social media? Really? Yes, really. Wow. Now Andy is involved. Andy, go ahead, man. Only because she called me out, low key. She did call you out. You feel me? Yeah. Um, sounds like you enjoyed what what you received. No, I did. <laughs> Yeah, that little giggle no, no, no. confirmed it. No. That was the giggle. That giggle said, <laughs> yeah, no, <I> you like. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm just saying, listen, listen. He sent it to me. I didn't do anything wrong. I just looked, and I told her. Why did you, you look? Know, how did I look? I mean, I, No, he, I said, why? Why did you I look? I look at all of my messages. Was it a pleasant was, surprise? Well, I mean, I I, ha, I never thought of him in that way. But, you know, he's a black man, so I just assumed some things. But it was a lot more, much, 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 much more than I thought. <laughs> okay, stop. Listen, it was inappropriate what he did. Yes, Number one, that is your girlfriend. Number two, that's her dude. And number exactly. three... You can get in legal trouble for doing that kind of stuff. So, 
Not me. No, not you. Him sending okay. it to you. Okay. Yes. Okay. But let me so, just yeah. say, you're in the right. He did something mm-hmm. really crazy, but yeah. it sounds like you enjoyed it. Let me just say thank you, Mimi, for calling in from Jacksonville, Florida. We know you loved it. We know you loved it. We could hear it in your voice. you like, Lord, 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 that man done sent me something. She Go probably ahead. still got it in her phone, too. Ooh, we should have asked that question. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get it. Let's get it. Who's been on the longest? Cali Soul, Denver, Calif- uh, Colorado. Get in here. Andy, don't be calling my people out like that. Tell me she still got it in her phone. <laughs> you hush yourself. <laughs> Look, Zoe, why you ain't play Scooby Dooby Doo? Where are you? You got some work to do now. <laughs> That's the joint. Should have played that. So, what are your thoughts about That's tonight's fine. topic, though? Because I love your insight. I know you go. You you Ooh. go. You gonna get deep. So tell me. Well, in my 20s, I looked through drawers, medicine cabinets, uh, glove boxes, wow. whatever I could get my little Scooby-Doo detective hands <laughs> on. <laughs> and then in my, you know, like, I fit, I found exactly what I was looking for. So, you know, when you get to looking for things, you're going to find some things. Mm-hmm. And with our vivid imaginations, too, even if you don't find nothing, if you want to find something, if you are holding on to that illusion that something might be going on, you're still going to make something out of out of nothing. You mm. know, like somebody in the chat earlier said, he's like, this. Uh, his girlfriend swore that he was messing with a white woman at his job. And he said, it didn't even know white women work at my job. Wow. But because she created that story in her mind, she found exactly what she was looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Big, so, Big Mama know, used to say that all the time. You, If you go looking for something, you will definitely find it. Yeah. But sure let, me, let me ask the question, though. Like, the, the, the secrecy versus privacy. You're going to let your partner have his privacy, right? But, well, yes. not Well, not in your 20s, you wouldn't. No, not in your 20s. So at what, point did, so at what point did you transition and you started to think like, this is a violation. Mm, for me in my thirties, and that was because I learned a hard lesson. I didn't, I was, I learned my lesson from going through people's things. Right. But like, I remember one time I was laying in the bed, my husband had just came back from Miami and um, the phone was ringing at like five something in the morning and he was in the shower and it kept ringing. So I picked it up. And when I picked the phone up, he had the woman, he saved the woman's picture. I'm like, now that's a real smart move, buddy. <laughs> so I see, you know, this woman's nude pop up on the phone and her name. And I'm like, golly, you know? Mm. So at that point he was caught or whatever. And for me, I remember my pastor told me in premarital counseling, he said, not if someone cheats, but when someone cheats, mm. how are you going to move through it? And how did you and do that? I, you know, I had my tears. I had my anger. I, you know, I took some time and moved through it. And then once I got over it, I was like, are you finished? Are you in love with this person? Or, you know, is this something that you, that you move through and you good? You know, like, if so, let's move forward. But people aren't always, he was not willing to trust me after that. Like, he really got spooked. 
So he was more mad at you for looking at his phone than he was at himself for actually having a whole nother relationship. Absolutely. And then he was scared that I got over it, you know, so quick. Because I was just like, that's what, you know, human nature is, the you know, monogamy is not necessarily something that is built into human nature. Monogamy is a choice. So I know that as humans, we're going to mess up. You're going to, you know, you're going to flirt. Somebody might cheat or whatever, but it's like, is this something that you want to continue doing? Or, you know, did you just have a moment? And are there going to be other moments? And that is it's not our job to hold our um, loved ones in prison. Like, okay, you marry me now, or you my man now, your body belongs to me. Like, I know that sounds heinous, but that's just not what our relationships are for. Now, and if we learn to operate with more freedom in our relationship, yeah, we would have a better, better. But can a monogamous safe. relationship have that kind of freedom as well? Because this is where the adaptability and the flexibility comes into the monogamous framework. See, many, you're right about many monogamous relationships. I think they lack the adaptability and the flexibility to allow each other to have their privacy, each other, mm-hmm. right? To have uh, to respect each other's boundaries. I think when when monogamy lacks freedom, right? Adaptability, mm-hmm. flexibility, it starts to feel mm-hmm. like prison, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you can experience freedom in those you know monogamous relationships if if you know you got a little flexibility if you got a space for everybody to be themselves what do you think i think absolutely yes but what i would like to ask you is do you think that when that freedom is not something that's practiced within the relationship that that brings up what's already there and people then want to act out and go oh, ahead. You and know, anything, anything good that's not practiced in a relationship is going to have an adverse effect on the relationship. Absolutely. Okay. If we got good things to practice, like uh, mm-hmm. collaborative communication and pouring empathy into each other and compromising and listening and act. If we're not doing those things, the relationship is going to be fragile. It's going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree with mm-hmm. you 100%. I appreciate the call. Cali Soul brought Denver, Colorado in the building. When we come forward, we're going to end the night in L.A., in Inglewood. He got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. If you're the kind of person that go through your partner's phone, I know three things that's wrong with you. One, your communication sucks. Two, you're disrespectful. And three, you untrusting. Why are you in this relationship if you can't talk to them about it? Why are you in this relationship if you don't trust your instincts to get up out if you feel like something is wrong? And why you don't respect them enough to respect their boundaries or respect yourself enough to get out of a situation where you feel like you got to go and disrespect somebody else's boundaries to find out what you know is going on anyway? He sounded upset. He sounded like something just happened to him. He probably was in his uh in his den or in a closet somewhere. It just... He seemed a little disappointed. <laughs> I just felt the energy. I didn't see his face, but he sounded like he was somewhere mad recording something. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Voice of Reason live on KBLA Talk 1580. We've been having a, a very entertaining discussion tonight about are you dating a relationship detective? 
Are you with a relationship private eye? That's You can't leave your phone nowhere because they're going to jump on it like a dog on a bone. Very interesting stuff. We got a caller in here from Inglewood, California, City of Champions. Leroy, <laughs> get in here, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, sir. I got you, bro. All right. Uh, the last two callers, Dynamite, uh, the sister opening up, telling the truth, uh, Dynamite and Cali Soul. I bow to you, Cali Soul. I bow to you. Thank you for teaching us uh, and sharing. And and I want to thank you, Zoe, for setting up the space for the females to really be able to come and express themselves with their points of view without jumping on them like I've seen on other shows. So yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, brother. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, uh, uh, Eve, uh, thou shalt not surely die. You just got to taste it. It's going to make you wise. Well, it does look good to eat. Genesis chapter uh, 2, verse 17 is what he's quoting. Go ahead, brother. Uh, 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 Pandora. You can, uh, you can do a lot of things. You just can't open up this box. Uh. <laughs> I got to see what's in the box. I got to see what's in the box. Blackbeard. Blackbeard got his seventh wife. Mm. And the seventh wife was super fine, super fine. Put her in a castle with all his gold, all his jewels, all his fine pictures and statues that he had accumulated through his various trips abroad. And he said, I'm about to leave for about three months. You can go to any door, anywhere you want to in this castle. But it's one door with a special knob my, that my, you my. should never enter. Yes, yes. And if you just stay out of that door, we're going to have a happy marriage. And she could not resist. She had to go check on the dog. <laughs> and what did she find? She found out that she couldn't handle the truth. Mm. She couldn't handle the truth. But if Almighty God can't make a woman not be curious, what the hell make you think I can? Wow. Wow. Heavy stuff. That's a mic drop. Leroy from Inglewood. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you for chiming in tonight. Now, but wait. Oh, well, he gone now. Andy, Andy quick on the draw, man. I love Andy. But Leroy was on one. Very, very interesting points he made. But I'm here to tell y'all. It's, it's real simple. You don't have a healthy relationship if you don't trust each other. Right? And I'm talking about not the fear-based trust. I'm talking about trust that is rooted in acceptance, right? You can't accept your partner until you accept yourself. So higher level concepts like, you know, active listening, right? That's a higher level concept. That's not regular listening, right? Uh, concepts like respecting individuality, right? Concepts like creating con uh, consent and agreement with one another and then keeping them empathy and support uh, and even when you guys get in a little trouble seeking professional guidance these are high level acts that people take to maintain the integrity of their relationships what happens is we are reactionary 
We float with no plan in a relationship. And when something bad happens, that's when we react. Oh, what do I need to do? Uh, well, we need to change now. Uh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm. And this is where a lot of our fears come from. Because we think when it's sweet, it's going to always stay sweet. It might be sweet in your mouth. But by the time it get to your stomach, it might be bitter. So that's kind of like the process of relationship. Relationships are always going to get hit with stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now. If y'all got a snoop, that's going to tell me there has been an erosion of trust. There will be violations, plural, of privacy. It's going to be a creation of a toxic cycle where this is going to happen over and over again. There's going to be loss of emotional intimacy because ain't nobody going to be. I'm not signed up for that over and over and over again. Right. There's going to be a communication breakdown. And then ultimately, there's going to be the potentiality for relationship dissolution. In severe cases, the consequences of constant snooping can lead to the dissolution, excuse me, the dissolution of the intimate relationship. It's going to be over. The cumulative impact of eroded trust, privacy violations, and emotional distance uh, can become insurmountable. Couples may find it challenging to recover from such a breach of trust, ultimately leading to separation or breakup. And then you got to remember there's going to be a damaging effect on, you know, the person that's being snooped on or the person that's finding what they're looking for. It's going to be damaging to their self-esteem. For individuals engaging in snooping, there can also be consequences. This behavior can damage their self-esteem as it reflects a lack of self-confidence and emotional maturity. Constantly seeking validation or reassurance through snooping indicates a reliance on external factors for self-worth, which can be detrimental to the personal growth and well-being of the person snooping. Listen, we started the conversation. It's up to you to finish it. Nothing we said is uh, etched in stone, but we want you to finish this conversation. I'm the voice of reason. Up next, Jill Monroe and RSVP. You know she's going to keep it lit. The fire st shall stay burning. I'll be here tomorrow with another slapper. Deuces. Deuces.